Welcome to our joint venture with Mindwars and the Awakening Podcast. You'll find Chris on mindwars.uk. He's also on BitChute on Mindwars. I'm on awakeningpodcast.org and I'm on Awakening Podcast on BitChute. How are you, Chris? Absolutely great. Again, yeah, another week of joyfulness and um, uh, more negativity and harshness from the government, of course, coming out again. But um, yeah, we just battle on and just um, keep spreading information and getting it out to people, planting seeds and um, see what uh, ears it, it drops and others it'll drop on deaf ears, unfortunately. But um, we just stay marching forward. That's all we can do. How are you keeping this week? I'm good. Happy Easter to you then, yeah. So yeah, so we left off last week on the England here with the pubs, and you know they're talking about getting the, the passports to actually enter the gain entry to the pub system. And now, of course, this week they're saying, um, well, actually this morning they've just said um, that the the pubs here are open on April the twelfth. So everybody's, oh yeah, great, we can go to. But they're open in the sense that the outdoor section is opening. You're not, you won't be allowed inside. So you'll have outdoor catering, and they're going to, of course, go back to the NHS uh, track and trace app. But last time this opened, it was one person. If you went into a group with 60, one person out of that group would just give their details and sign up to this bullshit of an app. And now, of course, they want everybody to, to be on this track and trace app. So, I mean, it makes no logical sense, just like anything else. So I, I can go down to the, the grocery shop. I can pick up vegetables in my hands and walk through no problem at all and no track and trace walking in the door. But as soon as you go to a pub, it's just sit out in the beer garden. You're not even going inside in the pub. You're sitting out in the beer garden. They want you to be tracked and traced um, as soon as you go in. So, yeah. Try figuring out the, the logic in that itself. And on top of that, they're thinking, it's not definite yet, but possibility is that of um, facial recognition. So, um, yeah, the biosecurity surveillance state um, crops up again. Um, because the reason they're talking about having the facial recognition coming in above other stuff is that even above the COVID passport, they're thinking because also it could be hard for security in the door and other people that when you're actually, if you have a long queue of people wanting to enter a pub, wanting to enter a venue, they're saying that it'd be too time consuming because you might hand out your COVID passport, but then on top of that, they might want other identification just to verify it's actually you as well. And they said all the time it's going to take fumbling around in your pockets, getting this identification out. The queue is going to get longer and longer. It's going to be stressful and the security is on the door. So to make it much, much quicker, um, if we just kind of do away maybe a small bit of that and actually the facial recognition could be a lot quicker um, incentive to basically get people through the doors in a quicker um, pace. So yeah, that's the... That's the madness with um, that nonsense at the moment, of course. So, um, and of course, you're on about the, the outside pubs, like not just in the UK, but I've seen this in a lot of places where they're not allowed inside, but yet they can have the outside. And because of the weather, if it's cold, they have it in a little tent or marquee, whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's the insanity is just unbelievable. Like, the, you know, like, why are you not just staying inside? You know, they're yeah. just. Well, and regarding the queues as well, because in Poland, like uh, when you're going for the post, it's like every two meters and, you know, it, it, only so many people outside. And it could be pissing raining outside. And, and I just say, I'm not waiting outside. I'd be sick if I stay outside, you know. And, yeah. But not, yeah, people just they just nod and agree. But uh, well, some places yeah. they'll like tell you, get out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the sad state of affairs. All I can say to people is, is um, unfortunately, just, just boycott these places. Just don't enter this um, system. This is because it, it's, once they get down the system at all, it's, it's, that's just a first step. There's more and more to be added to that as that goes on. So if you basically consent to fascism and consent to what's going on now, go, oh, but I want a beer. Because I already know people are, oh, I don't care. I'll give anything. I'll give my arm out for jabs and fights and whatever. They're just they're clueless. They couldn't give a shit about their health or anything else. Um, and if you just stop compliant, they'll have to reverse um, these orders. But of course, people months and months and then will pint a beer. Um, you know, they have to go on a problem with the points. So no matter what details are given out, they don't really care. They don't really see like the stupidity is just there. The forest and the tree situation, they just simply do not see it. But um, I know we have a few points to get to in a short space of time. So exactly. 
what else have we got on the list for today? We've got uh, like if you're well, I suppose Ireland and England. I'm not sure if it's uh, anywhere else, but you have a, a a show that's been going on for probably fifty years plus. East Enders. Mm, yeah, I, yeah, you've seen that, have you? The, I've, I've seen the propaganda that they've, they've in the last, I don't know, was it a week or ten days ago or whenever it was, any very recently that they've, they've talked about the propaganda, not talked about, but they actually acted it out inside in the shop. I mean, you'd have to see it for yourself just to exactly. Sure, we can put push. it up, but it's basically yeah. like one person is saying there's no way I'll get the vaccine, and the other two are attacking them and they're blaming them, and then they're making the, the person kind of think and go yeah. out, and it's kind of like how they actually operate in reality so, and it's the one yeah. one guy that's actually inside in the shop and he's kind of tapping his chest kind of going and you're what the shop counter or the shop uh keepers again what, what are you you know are you okay and she goes he's he's acting so delighted he got his you know his dose of vaccine so he's he's so happy now going around the shop and he's feeling on top of the world and this kind of stuff so but anyway look we let we let people watch the the propaganda and this is this is the nonsense that's actually being carried out good morning <laughs> what a wonderful day not in my house Oh, kids, who'd have him? <laughs> you won the lottery? Oh, yeah, man, you could say that again. Got my second vaccination? Already? Oh, mm. good for you. I'm due my first one later today. I'm calling it my superpower. Make me that bit more invincible. <laughs> Science is a wonderful thing, you know. Oh, rather you than me. Oh, don't tell me. You're one of them anti-vaxxers. Oh, but you must admit they pushed it through too quick. Lab rats, that's what we are. No, I ain't having any of that rubbish pumped into me. 20 me fags, please. And Dolly Parton, she can say what she likes. I mean, normally I'm with her all the way, but who knows what it's going to do to us in five, ten years' time. Well, let me tell you what I do know. Last year, I was lying down in our hospital bed gasping for breath. Thought it was all over. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Covid? Man, it'll kill you faster than them fags. Some of the best scientists have worked on this. But you reckon you know better? How's that PhD working out for you, Karen? Yeah, well, I've got plenty of time to think about it, you know. Being much younger than you. Oh, well, you want to worry about getting to my age if you carry on thinking like that? After everything we've been through this year... ...can't help some people. Oh yeah, there was the the anti-vax email that was sent to the EU. So there was basically they were trying to pass some bill, wasn't it? That they, so there was tell, in, telling people to write to the, the MEPs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they got thousands of emails. So you yeah. know that's whether it makes a difference, but you know the fact that it created the you know got headlines means that exactly, thousands yeah. did it. I seen the headline of it. It was I think it was last week. Yeah, they were saying that um, because it happened so much overnight in such a quick pace, and so many people, like there's thousands and thousands of people together, and went viral around the internet to be at Facebook, and different organisations, and basically passed this down through the system. And uh, you know, the people next morning inside in their offices were seeing all these like as they call. It, I think the paper said I don't know if the Irish Times one of those papers actually said they got a deluge of emails. And of course, they said a lot of them were for anti-vaxxers. So um, yeah, speaking up for your freedoms now, of course, you're just a an anti-vaxxer so um they didn't want to be a part of this actual system at all so they said it actually the poor creators they said it actually affected their work throughout the day because they were bombarded with so much stuff coming up on the screen all the yeah, time they're used to doing nothing yeah. exactly exactly yeah so that's something that for people just to check out as well but um we'll see in time will it actually make a difference um but uh they were think a few more shocked and taken back by it because they weren't expecting this so the cheek them just to, to go ahead and try and uh go ahead putting this stuff through without any any consent or anything from anybody at all just just hush it through overnight and that was it so um yeah 
that she could but um that was in ireland yeah um i know we have in england as well they have uh at the moment they just advertise this covid job situation it's actually called um an advertisement for interim head of asymptomatic testing communication and are saying that the primary responsibility of the applicant is to deliver a communication strategy to support the expansion of asymptomatic testing and that normalized testing as a part of everyday life and this is posted on the 30th of march um just gone closing day 28th of april location london and it's a full-time position and they're willing to pay up to 750 pounds sterling per day for this so this this scam to continue to test people who are absolutely healthy and they want to basically went to down this more and more this asymptomatic which there is no scientific evidence ever on this planet to show that uh, a person that's asymptomatic in other words a person that's healthy can be the so-called carrier and can pass it on to granny and grandpa and somebody else on top of it which is absolute lies and bullshit there is no such evidence involved in this at all and they're just they're laughing at these people people need to wake up and stop these governments and ministers and the sage team here in england are absolutely laughing their holes off at you like that you're actually believing all this you know anti-social distance stuff and you're actually going along with all these measures absolute nonsense and people just need to just seriously pull themselves together um, on top of this because um it's not going to get any better anytime soon um unless you know people take back the power it's really as, as simple as that so um it's like that's some salary isn't it 750 i, I mean it's just people in England not even getting half of that salary a week, working a full week to even get that. And uh, you can be sure they've got all the positions filled already with their own cronies because that's normally the way. Like, oh, of course, yeah, they'll be seen to advertise, but it'll be it'll be filled by their own their own people. You can be sure um, down the line, no problem at all. And 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 on top of that, then we're back to the whole, of course, um, uh, mass situation. I know over in Florida with the kids, you know, they're talking about oh, re-educate the kids. So look, what do you mean re-educate the kids? Look, a small bit into the further, not too far, of course. You don't have to look too far with these things. And they're saying over there, the madness again, it's always attacking the kids as usual. They're saying that um, you'd have to, uh, for kids who don't wear a mask, um, so it's mandatory, you know, you have to wear this, it's, you know, so-called legal requirement as they're trying to put it. And for the kids who say they don't want to wear the mask or whatever reason that's given. So in other words, it doesn't really matter what your reason is or exemption or anything like that, you just have to wear it, simple as that. So for the kids who are kind of, would we call them rebels or just don't want to wear it for simple reasons and they go against the grain somewhat, They'll be basically, um, their parents obviously will be um, told about the whole situation as to what's going on. And then on top of that, they're going to get the, the school administrator is going to advise the parents that if this kind of keeps happening again, obviously not going to the system, you know, you'll be basically isolated. In other words, they're basically going to, instead of you then mixing in with your, your normal kids in your classroom, that they're going to put you on the online system because you can't, you just can't or don't want to wear a mask. So another form of isolation again, and not just a form of isolation, you've already been, have your deletion of your sovereignty and freedoms to wear, wearing the muzzle that's on your face. Anyway. And then the step two is obviously, um, if you don't wear it or comply, you're going back to um, uh, the isolation part, as in going back online. And of course, not just the isolation part, going back online. Online is the key to it as well, because they want to eventually push everybody away from each other. So less communication on between, between people, and it turns back into this virtual world. Because I mean, that's what's planned for years down the road. They've already started some, but already, as in the teachers, it'll be like it'll be the Google Classroom. They don't want actual physical classrooms, and that's that's all planned documentations. And they're slowly starting bits and bits, probably try trial runs of it now to see how it's actually going. So you won't actually have a teacher in a and all these you know 30 kids in the classroom. It'll just be done virtually, pretty much like they're trying to, to do it now. And there's more connotations to actually go with that with the blockchain system and all the rest that carries on with that. I see because they've there's another shutdown here, so the schools have mm. closed in Poland. And I see it with my son, like they, they're on this Microsoft who I do not trust. So you can no. see these guys are recording everything they're seeing your kids, like 
the child is depressed because of it. Like I see, normally they're playing around and enjoying it and everything, mm. and they're spending so much time just online. A child shouldn't yeah. be sitting that much time in front of a computer. Not for what? Like, I mean, what percentage of children are actually dying from this? Hmm. It's not affecting children. So why exactly. are you shutting down the schools and creating this? You know, it's like the stupidity is unbelievable. Know, it was, as we know, with another agenda. But um, you know, it really is. We're sick to the saying like parents need to wake up, teachers need to wake up, and stop this cowardice kind of method of oh, what can we do? What can we do? Should the kids have to go back to school? No, no, you're a parent, like, and actually start acting like a parent. And um, stop being given abuse to your kids by making them go to school to, to be in an education system that isn't even a fucking proper education system anyway. It's an indoctrination system. They're not learning yeah, anything inside the place. Yeah. And it's all it is, a compliant system. And you're consenting to this compliance of fascism. So you need to take a look at yourself, parents, and realize actually what's going on. And stop kind of going, oh, shrugging your shoulder, oh, what can I do? I have to take them to educate them anyway. You're not actually get, they're not actually getting a decent education. They're better off being nearly homeschooled this stage with, with yourself and this virtual world that's leading down a very, very uh, dark patch a lot and don't see it at the moment we can expand on that at another stage but I know for today we have a few other points to go through on um, mm. I know there's an NHS uh, nurse uh, here obviously mm. in England and um, you know there's videos going around on the internet with her um, and she's just in an awful distraught state and she says that she's um, she basically quit she's been trying for months and months but she says she, now she's just got the courage to basically quit because of the corruption and stuff that's actually going on inside the place she can't be part of the system anymore she's look at look after her kids and everyone else because she can't go along with the lies and corruption that's been forced by government to saw down onto, onto hospitals. And um, a lot of the staff inside, she says, obviously, she couldn't name names, she was saying, but they're, they're feeling the exact same way. A lot of her colleagues were feeling the exact same way. And she, for a, for a long time, was feeling alone that she was the only one in this kind of position. But she realizes actually a lot more people in the positions are feeling this way, but just can't take that step out of courage because usually we're acting with the pay mortgages and we've, we've this to pay for and we've jobs to keep and so on and so on. But a lot of that, there's a lot of underlying current there in the system, the health system that's saying the very same thing that we just, um, you know, we want to get out like her and others who have already been whistleblowers and come out and she just can't comply with that system anymore. And she knows, she, sure, she loves her job and I've had it for years and years. And she's a stop because, not because of, she for a dislove of the job, because of the, the absolute corruption in the system um, by the government that's actually forced down on these, um, for the heads of the hospital, which is in, in turn forcing it down on the, the lower level staff that are, are there. And she said, just, Enough is enough. That's it. So she got the courage eventually to say, I'm out. Good luck and thanks. I'm off. NHS. Tonight I've done my last shift on the bank. I resigned from my post, my permanent post, about five weeks ago. I can no longer be part of the lies and the corruption by the government, not by the NHS. I mean, I've absolutely loved working there and working with amazing teams, amazing nurses, amazing, amazing people. But, um, Silence is consent, as far as I am concerned. Um, the hospitals aren't full. The beds aren't full. Beds have been shot. Wards have been shot. I have um, questioned everything that's been going on for a long period of time. Vaccine rollout, vaccine injury. Realising that it's an experimental agent that um, is going to keep going because they need to actually use the lockdowns as an emergency medicine. So they have to keep the lockdowns going to make sure that people are getting vaccinated. There's no emergencies. The hospitals are not busy. They never have been. We've not seen flu. 
We always see flu every year. Lockdown isn't is affecting people more than this virus ever has. Ever. There's so many of us trying to speak out. There's so many of the colleagues that I've worked with are scared. They're scared of losing their job. That's what's going on. Um, I'm now unemployed. I'll start looking for a job. I've been, I've been trying so hard, so hard to reach out. I was on my own for a long period of time and everyone now that I speak to states that they felt so alone, so scared. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not being part of it. My colleagues, they don't want to be part of it either. They don't want to be part of it either. I honestly don't know what else is going to stop this because the vaccine rollout is going to be happening to our children. I have seen traumatic injuries from the vaccine. They're not getting reported to the yellow card scheme. They're treating the symptoms, not asking why, why it's happening. It's just treating the symptoms and when you speak about it, you're, you're dismissed. Like you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy because every other colleague I spoke to is terrified to speak out. They've had enough. They've had enough of the mask wearing. My head is splitting every shift from wearing a mask in a ward with six six patients. I'm looking after six patients sometimes. I've been doing bank work. So I've been going around all the wards. And I can see in every ward they're treating this pandemic different. They've got beds shot in some wards and not in others. And then Nicola Sturgeon's on, on the television saying the hospital saved the NHS, but the beds are empty. Guys, this is not what it seems. So please, please, please listen. Nurses and doctors, pharmacists, paramedics, NHS, 111-24 workers, call workers, the doctors, GPs, physios, OTs, alternative therapy medicines. These people are coming forward and we are all going to speak out. We are all going to speak out. We're going to speak the truth. And I'm sorry that the government have influenced you by control of social media, control of mainstream media, and you haven't listened. And this is it now. It stops now. The lies stop now. I have to speak out. My kids. But I know I know moving on from that, kind of still with a under the hospital situation with um, uh, Johnson and Johnson there and uh, over and I think it was at, um, over in the states, yeah. And they basically in the, in the factory or so over there that they have Johnson and Johnson have to throw fifteen million um, doses of this um, jab or this inoculation of death or whatever you want to call it, um, because the you know these people uh, through neglect they mixed it up with some of the AstraZeneca um, ingredients inside it, so the fifteen million doses now have to be 
that we'd run down the run down the drain. Pretty good, pity they wouldn't throw the whole factory down the drain at this stage. But at least that's 15 million doses that um hopefully somebody um that poor misfortune won't have have actually got. So uh, that, that's, that's how just, many how many yeah. times do these things happen that they don't even tell us? You of course, know, it's yeah. a, like it's a wonder it actually came out because normally they wouldn't care. Like exactly normally it's you know so normally if they do something either sneak out that on purpose or, or, or by design or not on purpose whatever the case or leaked um it's kind of like there's just a couple of percent of what it is but really it could be could be hundreds of millions you know we don't we don't actually we don't actually know the full estimate or figure on that but um yeah surprisingly the, the fact that, that it's that. outsourced that you've got two ingredients that can be mixed together that's scary yeah that i mean it's inside. bad enough that the toxins that they're given to anyway but the or fact the that they outsource to a company that does both it just shows yeah. the whole thing is together like you know there's not the some people think it's competition and one is against the other this is the yeah. big boys club that is controlling everything yeah. and you're the guinea pigs and you need to you know exactly. don't be rolling up your sleeves eh? Exactly, or the, the experimental lab rats for the next two years or so. And so, uh, yeah, enjoy that if that's what you want to basically say, hand over your, your body to the pharmaceutical industry for free. So, as a, as a testing laboratory um, on an open mass scale uh, worldwide. But um, I know moving on from that, as so we had a 74 year old from uh, Virginia. And I mean, I put up the pictures here as well, but I mean, it's disgusting, the poor man. Um, his, his skin just basically is peeled off, and that was after the Johnson Johnson uh, vaccine. You know, they say oh, it was a rare condition that actually happened, but they're putting it down to the this jab actually afterwards. So I mean, he's in an awful situation over that. He hasn't died from what I'm aware of. Just seriously, seriously, skin just started peeling off, and it looks it looks uh, yeah, it doesn't look too pleasant um, on the eye. The poor misfortune, um, and that's what he got for taking the J and J so-called jab and sticking with Johnson and Johnson again for a minute actually. You had a 63-year-old um, woman uh, from North, North Carolina. I believe she was some professor in a college over there. And she died within 48 hours of taking this Johnson & Johnson jab as well. So, you know, because now it was all kind of Moderna Pfizer were kind of harping on the bottle along as well and maybe a bit of AstraZeneca. But now the Johnson Johnson just slowly but surely starting to creep onto It's kind of their time to creep onto the market more and more. And as we're seeing, as we said a few minutes ago, like, you know, this is just what we're being taught. I mean, there's, there's way more deaths we can go through today, but no, we don't have time. But this is just again from from johnson johnson so if we're only showing a couple of mainstream ones imagine as you said the ones that we're actually not aware of right yet so that's especially yeah. like the nursing homes around the world because one we know that they're not alone family members in but obviously there's some people that don't have family members and if they got these side effects whether the skin or dying about nobody hears about it it's all hush hush of course yeah or it's put off into something else it's you know it's down yeah. to something else so that's that's the situation um with that at the moment anyway so I saw in Holland as well because, um, uh, you know, the police basically attacking people as well. But the veterans were standing up from and they were still pushing the veterans. Mm. You know, and it's like, so it's getting the nasty, no like the yeah. no respect at all. The whole yeah, lot yeah. is. Uh, I've seen other, it could have been Holland, other places as well. They had their veterans, they had nurses, they had, um, I believe they had their priests, or as they were uh, acting as priests, one or the other, they had the suit on anyway. Um, and they, they stopped for a while, but yeah, like anything, they were trying to sort of manhandle their way in a, in a slow way through the, these people uh, that were standing in front of them. So, um, and, and to, to get to the crowd that was actually behind them. So, um, yeah, these, these they're not even police, um, military animals. Uh, the Brussels one, actually, that they were going to lift the measures. Yeah, so in, in Brussels, so the headline is going on about they're going to lift the measures apparently within um, Brussels state or, or sorry, Belgium state, I should say. They're actually going to lift the measures they're saying within uh, 30 days. All, all COVID measures apparently are going to be lifted within 30 days. Reason being is saying that is 
is the legality of it is actually the foundation is based on is simply insufficient. So that's what they are saying over there. But they're saying also when you read down through it that the the, the court or these people have actually 30 days to sort of apply or to show their insufficiency in it. So um yeah that that'll be interesting to see if within the next 30 days or so um if all COVID measures as it says will be lifted um in, in the Belgian uh, state itself. So yeah we'll we'll, we'll take all fair. that. When I heard the 30 days I was like no, they're just alone for an appeal because if the reality what, yeah. is if they rule on this, it should be from now, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, why would you wait 30 days when you know something is uh, illegal? It's, it's so wrong. And you can, they're saying they're, they'll give fines and so on underneath it per day if um you know if this is is, is what it is. So um yeah, we will see over the next couple of weeks. We can report back on it again if it if it did get lifted or some uh, some miscellaneous um error or statement come in and said oh no everything's okay again sorry you know we just amended that you know legislation it's all good everything's okay everything's fine again so that's what, of course they will actually um try and do inside the place yeah so yeah i think uh that's uh that's all the doom and gloom for this week unfortunately <laughs> well yeah. i suppose we'll we'll keep you up to date with the the brussels thing you know we'll we'll keep an eye on that and uh yeah yeah but, there's uh, a few others we can we can touch on later again uh, another stage as well but um yeah that's just kind of quick short sort of news bulletin report for um for this week yeah so thanks man and chris and uh, we'll see you again next week we'll see you again right You'll find uh, Chris on mindwars.uk. He's on BitChute on Mindwars. I'm on awakeningpodcast.org and Awakening Podcast on BitChute. Until next week, take care. See you then. There's a time.